You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're tuned into DC's DFS Challenge with Dan Mater and Chris Pinto. Live on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And welcome back in, everybody, to the show. You are listening to the DC's DFS Challenge. I am your host, Dan Mater, followed by my partner in crime, Mr. Chris Pinto, back on a two-week layaway. He is here. He is with us all, giving us his best picks of the night. We had a few technical difficulties to get started on today's show, so that's why we are starting a little bit late, but never fear. We are still going to get to everything that we always promise you every single week, which is DraftKings lineups, FanDuel lineups, a couple of sleepers, and we'll have Chaz Vlardy on to talk about our favorite sports bets of the week. And, of course, we have the DC's DFS Challenge Tournament on DraftKings. You can always check out that link, which posted on social media constantly from us to you guys. You can join that tournament for free for a chance to become an eligible contestants for $100 championshipfootballs.com. First and foremost, Mr. Chris, how are you doing today, sir? Long time no see. Yeah, man, it's been a good little break, little hiatus. Uh, I'm doing great today. I mean, it's the holiday season, obviously. Uh, We went and took Santa pictures with my daughter today, walked around the uh, Big Woodlands Mall. So it was fun, good time. Uh, It felt a little bit normal just with the masks. So it was good. Well, that's good. It sounds like a nice, fun-filled, father-like day for you guys. A nice little Christmas Santa. There's always cute pictures to be able to hold on for the future. But what's really cute is your lineup this week, I have to say, because I feel like Chris Pinto here is going to win you guys some money. Well, let me kick it off then. Yeah, for sure. Uh, My DK lineup, man, I'm really, really excited about it. Um, When I saw this slate of games this week, I just – saw points, 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 and I, I didn't know what to do with myself. I was like a kid in a candy store, really, uh, just because I'm building a lot of my lineups around this quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, at $7,500 on DraftKings, he is a steal right now. I mean, he's a, a top eight quarterback who is doing nothing but throwing balls to Devontae Adams every Sunday touchdowns. It's just it's, – it's like going to church, right? It happens every week, and so – He's a top eight quarterback without rushing. It's crazy. So he's throwing the ball left and right in 11 out of 12 games. Uh, I believe he was close to 20 points in, um, in scoring systems. So you really like that at $7,500. Come on, rock and roll, especially against the Detroit lions. Uh, this game is going to be crazy uh, for my running back positions. Uh, one and two, I went with Monty last week. He really showed me that, you know, he is the running back one of this team. So, He's on fire right now, uh, 254 yards uh, and three touchdowns over the last two weeks. They go up against my Texans this week. It's it's going to be bad. The weather's going to be cold. It's going to be Chicago's game to win. So the Texans are allowing stupid amount of number on the ground to running backs, um, 103 essentially PPR points to the running back position. Um, 38% of that is essentially – just through the ground so they're getting ripped up on the ground and also through the air um in ppr formatting systems monty is gonna win people a lot of money this week at sixty five hundred dollars i'm using him like i said with aaron Rodgers and a lot of my lineups and across the formatting too on fanduel which we'll talk about later uh running back two for me 
it's a guy that I've touted. If y'all ever listen to me on uh, Wednesday nights on Belly Up Fancy Life, is Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor touchdowns, what I like to call him, fifty nine hundred dollars. Yeah, he's going up up against a pre stout defense this week. But look at his usage that they're that Frank Wright is finally doing. Um, in week ten, he had seventeen snaps. Well, shoot, in week 11, 46, and then to 33. And now in touches, where we're really getting at because you want him touching the ball. He went in week 10 from nine to, in week 11, 26, and then to 16. So he's getting the usage we want to see out of Jonathan Taylor. Um, I, I feel like he's going to have a really good game. So I'm plugging him in at $5,900. He really helps you open up that DK lineup. Uh, well, I'll add well, this caveat in there too, because I have Jonathan Taylor in my flex position there. And the big thing is you talk about the defense without Jonathan Abram, you can run all over this Raiders defense. They're going to be without him again this week. You saw it last week. What happens? They cannot stop the run when Abram is not there playing inside of the box. The only thing to me that gets in the way of Jonathan Taylor is his own coach. Will they allow him to get the touches or does Wilkins have to be involved? Does Naeem Hines have to be involved? That's the problem when it comes to Jonathan Taylor. But to your point, $5,800 on DraftKings in a matchup where you know it's going to be there, it just if it just gets 15 touches. That's all it is. Just give me 15 touches. You should have a 100-yard and a touchdown game. That's how good this matchup winds up being when you have Jonathan Abram out for the Raiders. Easy, easy, right? I, I think uh, I think that's why I pulled him because I think I listened to that on your show this past week talking about Abram being out and how easily uh, whichever running back was going to have against this defense. So, the Raiders, mm, got got to love them, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> going on to – man, it, it's good to be back, Dan. It's good to be back. Yeah, it's good to have you back, man. It's like I feel like I was just doing another solo show until I had Chaz come on again. I'm like, I already do five of these a week. Only another solo show. I need my boy back. What else I'm you back, got for baby. Me? I'm back, baby. We're doing this. Uh, to my wide receivers, though, Dan, I'm going to start off small and then build up big because I already mentioned my big guy. But Mike Williams at $4,700. The dude is getting close to seven targets over the last six games. So targets is it's ridiculous because he's going to get them. And against this defense who AJ Terrell and Darquez Denard have allowed so much against them. I mean, six touchdowns and close to 900 yards against these guys in coverage. So Mike Williams, big play waiting to happen. He, we're not going to talk about last week about Mike Williams. So I feel like it's going to be a bounce back week for him at $4,700. He helps you build that lineup. Um, and a guy that Dan, I think you saw in our Slack chat a couple weeks ago, and I know you've talked about him as well too. And I think we, Ryan and I pretty much just reiterated what you said, but Corey Davis, $5,700. Golly, you like what he's doing out there. And he's already played the, or they've already played the Jags and he scored a touchdown against them prior. So you like what he's done. He's exceptional right now. In nine out of 10 games this season, he scored double-digit numbers. And I believe the stat was that you said was like what? He's either had seven point or seven or 70 yards or a touchdown. So you yeah. like him at 5,700 bucks. I mean, golly, because that allows you to pay up for this guy, Devontae Adams, going up against the Lions, who are going to be without their top two cornerbacks this week. Oh, yeah, they got um, nothing going. They're going to be without Everson Griffin, too, because he just yeah. got landed on the COVID list this afternoon. So now you're not even going to have a, a pass rush to go along with it. I mean, oh, I mean, yeah, it's going to be ridiculous. There's a stat or something. I forgot where it was, but like Aaron Rodgers in a clean pocket has like 128 point something QBR rating. So we're just ridiculous. So without the pass rush, Aaron Rodgers is going to shred him. And on Thanksgiving, my boy Will Fuller, five, let's 
on Thanksgiving, he shredded this defense for 171 yards and two touchdowns. So Devontae Adams should have a heyday against this division rival. Um, and I'll close it. Oh, I got three more. I'm sorry. Uh, my tight end is a guy that I've always mentioned. And then you mentioned him. And when you finally mentioned him, he, he broke out. Logan Thomas for $3,300. Golly, nine targets last week and caught them all against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Number one defense against the tight end position. 98 yards and a touchdown uh, for Logan Thomas. He's going up against another hard matchup this week. But if he did it against the Steelers, he can do it against anybody. The dude is... Well, I was just about to ask you, is your argument because he did it against the Steelers is why he can still do it against San Francisco 49ers? Because the 49ers have not allowed tight ends to go off on them either, which is why I'm more of the mindset where I'm trying to stay away from Logan Thomas, especially all the hype now surrounding him this week. It usually seems to be when he shrinks is when people are actually taking note of him. Got to do it. When you have a ride or die, sometimes you just got to ride with them. <laughs> For 3300 bucks, I'm riding with Logan Thomas, baby. <laughs> I mean, in the tight end landscape, you know he's going to get targets. And it's a crap. Without Antonio crash. Gibson. If you hit right, if you're able to pay down a tight end, you hit right, then you're going to be set up solid for the rest of your lineup. Do you have I'm, any hoping, more? I'm hoping J.D. McKissick doesn't take too many of these targets because without Antonio Gibson out there, I think Logan Thomas should get some some more targets at least. At least one more, two more, maybe four. <laughs> and then in my flex, I mean, I I did this today you know, in line for Santa and stuff like that, waiting for uh, the carousel ride that we did as well. Um, but DeAndre Washington in a revenge game, $4,000. Revenge game, that's all that needs to be said in my flex. Let's go, DeAndre. Show uh, show uh, Kansas City what, what they're missing, right? And then my defense, they're playing against the Jets, the Seattle Seahawks defense for three grand. Uh, that's That rounds out my lineup. They've also been playing pretty well themselves. The Seattle's defense is coming a long way the last couple of weeks. Yeah, the uh, DeAndre Washington situation is this crazy talent. I actually had Miles Gaskin originally in my DraftKings lineup and had to completely take that away. Just another week where another player goes down on a Saturday. And this is why I talked about in the MD's Famous Football Show, why your playoffs are going to be about a war of attrition. Have backups for your backups have options for your options because otherwise if you're in redraft leagues right now you're getting screwed dfs is nice because now we can just we can swap somebody out and it doesn't really matter you can pay down for deandre washington try to get through this here we got chaz waiting on the other side we're going to bring chaz on though we're still going to talk about our fan duel lineups and we're actually going to have him sit through with us because he doesn't normally do that and just see what he kind of has to comment on us a little bit here and there but i'm going to go through my DraftKings lineup on this one and picking out that chargers atlanta game I wanted to go with the combo. Justin Herbert is not as bad as what we saw against New England a week ago. He's only $6,800. I think of the line, the money is definitely react overreacting to what they saw a week ago against New England Patriots. And I went with that stack because Keenan Allen, if there's ever a wide receiver who's guaranteed to get double-digit targets, it would be Keenan Allen in this game against Atlanta I don't think they're going to have great success running the ball because no one's frankly been able to run the ball that well on Atlanta right now. But you can throw, throw, throw. To your point with your Mike Williams play out there, 4700 Well, guess what? I go with Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen stack, Keenan Allen, $7,700. One of the reasons why I do that, too, is while I like Tyreek Hill a little bit more, while I like Devontae Adams a little bit more, you can get a guy who has their type of ceiling in this matchup and pay down about $1,000 less. So that's kind of why I wanted to go in that direction. I also lit up 
with this. I'm very excited about this player this week because I think it's going to be his week, not Aaron Rodgers' week. It's going to be Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is $7,600. He is due for an Aaron Jones game. We haven't had that 150-yard, three-touchdown performance that we get against Detroit in this matchup. I would not be surprised if Aaron Jones wound up just dominating away. Love him at $7,600. I decided, you know what? We're going to keep it in the Jones family. We're going to go with Ronald Jones at RB2, $6,100. Tampa Bay has changed their tune now. It's no longer, let's try to find ways to get Leonard Fournette into the game. They realize they have to have a running game in order to have play action, in order for Tom Brady to be Tom Brady. They finally came off of this. They're not benching Ronald Jones every time he drops the football, every time he makes the fumble. They just proved that in the last week. I think coming out of the bye against Minnesota, there's going to be an emphasis on getting Ronald Jones 20 carries in this ball game. If that happens, he will get over 100 yards and at least one touchdown in this matchup, especially against Minnesota, $6,100. He's a downright steal who has just as high of a ceiling as really anybody else you're going to come across when you're looking at the DraftKings lineups. And then I come to my other wide receivers. I also stuck with Corey Davis like you did against $5,700. I don't know if Corey Davis is going to come out of my DFS lineup for the rest of the season, quite frankly, with the matchups that they have and the fact that he'll always be cheaper than A.J. Brown. And when you have two guys like that who are getting the same amount of targets, not like A.J. Brown's dominating the target share. These guys are both getting seven to nine targets equally. As long as that continues to happen, give me the cheaper wide receiver of the two in Corey Davis to give me some of the value play. We saw last week what he can still do. He can still put up just just as much of a ceiling play as A.J. Brown can. So $5,700, it's a steal there to your point. Then I want this guy, I think. Wait, hey, Dan, real quick, I just want to add to that because I've, I was looking at this and I was like, wow, I got to say something. Uh, like you mentioned about Davis and Brown, the the res- Davis has seen less re- targets, but he has nine more receptions and 76 more yards. Well, yeah, I mean, A.J. Brown's a beast. We uh, we understand that. The opportunities, the fact that the opportunities. No, 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 I'm saying so that even. Corey Davis has more receptions. and oh, he more has more yards. receptions and more yards. Yeah. That also goes back to A.J. Brown missing a few games. Uh, but even even so, yeah, he has been he's been the Devontae Parker of the season, plain and simple. He's a high-end wide receiver, too. He's resurrected his career. Another guy that I went with is my third receiver. Is another guy I think might have resurrected, not necessarily his career, but maybe his season. And it's hard for me because I was not a fan of this guy all year long. Some degree, still not. But T.Y. Hilton at $5,100. He has two touchdowns in two games. He just had the big game against Houston. He's playing a different role. I talked about this in my show. He's playing a different role now. He's not just plying up on the perimeter and going deep on every single play. He is. They're lining him up in the slot. They're interchanging him a little bit more, and that's allowing Philip Rivers to target him at other aspects of the field, which I think is opening up him being able to come back and return here. At tight end, this is where you kind of surprised me a little bit because I kind of thought that you would go with your boy here. I got Jordan Atkins as my number five tight end on the week. Chicago has been terrible against the tight end all season long. Without Wolf Fuller, somebody has to get the red zone targets, I think especially in this matchup, which is tough for both Cooks and Cutie. You're going to go to Atkins in this game. I think he's going to get targeted really well. He got targeted well last week. He didn't wind up having a nice stat line. I think this week is when he has a nice stat line. $2,900, you really can't go wrong with a guy who has a nice ceiling and a nice matchup. Flex play, I talked about this when you went over it. Jonathan Taylor, $5,800 is in my flex play. Just a nice ceiling outcome there with the matchup. And then my defense, I had to pay all the way down for my defense. I'm actually kind of excited about this. I went with the Philadelphia Eagles against the New Orleans Saints at $2,200 at the defensive play. 
we know that Taysom Hill is not going to light up the scoreboard. And if one thing the Eagles defense has been able to do pretty consistently, especially at home, they've been able to get sacks and they've been able to get turnovers at a good rate here. So that wraps up my DraftKings lineup. What we're going to do real quick, we're going to take a quick break, come back on the other side. We're going to get Chaz on here, and we're going to go through our FanDuel lineup with Chaz on the other side, something we haven't really done before on this show. So, you know, technical delays leading to new opportunities. We'll see how this all goes. We'll be right back after this. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is DC's DFS Challenge on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And welcome back in, everybody. You are listening to DC's DFS Challenge on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, WWSRN, presented to you by Belly Up Sports. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater, followed by my confidant, Mr. Chris Pinto. And we have Mr. Chaz Filardi on the show, as we do every single week. Chaz, how are you making out tonight? Well, Chris, I'm a lot more sober than the last time you missed me. <laughs> I saw the yeah, pictures. Last week, I Chris. saw the pictures. They looked <laughs> awesome. They just keep giving drink tickets because I kept betting and I kept asking, hey, can I get a drink ticket? <laughs> and they gave me a drink ticket. Well, yeah, you can keep betting some more. Keep giving us some more money. <laughs> well, Chaz, we brought you in. Usually when we bring you in, we kick off right away into our picks and stuff like that. But since we had some technical delays here, we're actually going to bring you in and let you kind of feel your way through as we talk about our FanDuel DraftKings lineup. You've been learning more about fantasy football, so we'll kind of see how you feel about some of these players that we're going to talk about here. And Chris is going to lead us off. We're still going to have to cut this show at 1030, guys, just so you know. So we're going to get through these FanDuel lineups and get through the picks. Let uh, me, uh, let, me uh, let me uh, ask a quick question, though, because sure. I was at a guy's house and he's in playoffs. Is, is everybody in playoffs? No, I mean, only the people who made the playoffs are in the playoffs. But, I mean, it's this week is a playoff week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I, I okay. would say 99.9% .9 of leagues out there, the playoffs did, in fact, start this week at week 14 for those redraft or dynasty leagues. Did either of you guys not make the playoffs in any of your leagues? Oh, yeah, yes. I have leagues where I didn't make the playoffs. Okay. Yeah. When you're in 12 to 15 leagues like I am and Chris is, you're, you're going to have leagues where you don't make the playoffs. There's injuries. That you just There's nothing you can do about guys underperforming and such like that. So, yeah, it doesn't matter how much of an expert of a fantasy football player you are. If you're going to be in that many leagues, you're going to have leagues that didn't go well. But you're also going to have a lot of leagues, if you know what you're doing for the most part, that did. And I would say out of the 12 leagues that I'm in, eight of them, I'm in the playoffs. Yep. Yeah, and then about... I would say 75% of my leagues, I'm in the playoffs in, and I'm in a bunch of leagues. Stupid. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> After a while, I just can't keep track anymore. No, no. I, I, again, I, I told you guys. So so we were talking. I was talking fantasy with this guy, and he was saying how he would have got a buy, but this guy who normally gets 15 points a game only got five, a Washington receiver. And he mentioned the name. And even if honestly, Terry McLaurin. You met, yeah, that was it. Be. But I didn't know the name. And 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 that's the thing I love about you guys is you literally know these teams rosters. All I know is who's who's winning me money each week. <laughs> well, that's all you need to know. We need a little, little bit more. But that's why we have both of us on this show. And that's and why you're coming in a little early right now. There you go. Yeah. And then and then talking about players who are gonna win us some money. Chris, what's your fan duel lineup? Man, so it's crazy because when we started this show, we were DraftKings, DraftKings, DraftKings. And now I'm like, I kind of like FanDuel. It's kind of like the Wild West out there. So I've been diving into FanDuel because the expanded amount of uh, 
the money that you get, right? Yeah. So it's it, money ain't no thing in FanDuel. You get whatever you want in FanDuel, baby. It's it's crazy. So I, I went with a different stack in this game as opposed to Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. I went with Danger Russ Wilson and DK Metcalf. Um golly, that's these guys, I don't need to say too much about them because their stats just prove what they're doing. You can just see what DK Metcalf is doing. My running back. Well, I'll say this for you. They're playing against the Jets. If there was ever a get right game is against the Jets this week. You want to get that offense. You want to get that passing attack. You want to get Russell Wilson all back on track. Here's your practice squad lineup for you right here. Here's your preseason game. Here's your, here's your, uh, you know, Alabama versus Appalachian state to kick off the season right here. I mean, no doubt about that. Uh, DK Metcalf right now in PPR rankings, he's the wide receiver three right now with over 1,100 yards already. It's stupid what he's doing out there. Uh, people are obviously comparing him to Megatron right now. I mean, he's doing it. My running back one, though, Dan, it's a guy that you already mentioned, Aaron Jones. Free him, right? UTEP minor. Let's go, Aaron Jones. Uh, he's getting 18.1 touches per game, so – Real physical touches that you can bank on, 18.1 against, like you mentioned, the Detroit Lions, who you can do whatever you want against the Detroit Lions. I'll add, a, I'll add a caveat that to that as well, because I also have Aaron Jones, one of, the, one of the few players that I did bring over for my DraftKings lineup too. And the other thing I want to mention is that last week, what gives me hope that this is the week for Aaron Jones, that last week Jamal Williams finally went from getting about 50% of the touches and then took a downturn. It became Aaron Jones's backfield. I think the Packers are finally at a point now where they're comfortable that his calf injury is squarely behind him and they seem ready to let him eat a little bit as they move closer into winter, into the playoffs. So I do think that's another reason why I like Aaron Jones more in this one because I don't feel like Jamal Williams is going to be sitting there on 50% of the share like he was the past couple of weeks before that. You're 100% right about that. And I, I'm, I'm banking on this as well. I pulled over Monty and then... My other two wide receivers, let's go SEC style, right? Justin Jefferson and Henry Ruggs III, uh, $7,800 bucks and $5,400. These guys are just Justin Jefferson, Offensive Rookie of the Year, and then Henry Ruggs, a big play waiting to happen. Uh, my tight end, $5,600, Hunter Henry uh, against this awful, awful defense. Hunter Henry, let's go, man, against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I pulled over again DeAndre Washington just because $4,800 on – FanDuel oh, Fandle is stupid cheap, stupid, 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 stupid money. Uh, and then my defense, I had to go with this uh, for my father-in-law, my brother-in-laws, uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Come on, $3,500, $3,500 against the Bengals. Let's go. I like that lineup. Yeah, I'll start with all the players that I went with, which were the same. And I only went with three. I tried to mix it up as much as I possibly can. So there's more guys that we get to talk about. It was Aaron Jones. Talked about him a little bit already. $8,700. I stuck with Corey Davis, who's $6,800 on FanDuel right now at the moment. And then, of course, I also had to go with Jordan Atkins at the tight end because there's just not a better value to me on the board than Jordan Atkins this week against the Chicago Bears. And he's only $5,000 on FanDuel, which is really cheap and it opens up everything else for you. Now, everything else was different. So instead of going Herbert, Keenan Allen, I went Tannehill, Corey Davis is my combo in this FanDuel lineup here. $7,900. Tannehill is actually cheaper than Herbert on FanDuel rather than DraftKings where he's a little bit more expensive. My other running back that I paired up with Aaron Jones is Austin Eckler. The targets, we talk about targets to Keenan Allen. We talk about targets to Mike Williams. How about some targets to Austin Eckler, who 
right now, when this dude's healthy playing four quarters, he gets double digit targets out of the running back. And while I don't expect him to get up much rushing yards against the Atlanta Falcons, cause they've been stingy as far as giving up rushing yards. They haven't been stingy when it comes to running backs, catching the ball out of the backfield. I love Austin Eckler in this matchup, especially going to continue to get targeted the way that he was. Again, I'm expecting a big bounce back game out of this chargers offense this particular week. And then I went with Allen Robinson against Houston because since Mitchell Trubisky has taken over, his targets are on a level. He is getting targeted more so in the red zone, especially, which is really what's leading to him having this big plus surge as we go into these fantasy playoffs. Love him there. $7,000 on FanDuel. I also went with DK Metcalf like you did as well. Chris was taking some selfies of himself at the moment. He had $8,600 there. <laughs> Poor Metcalf. Why are you calling me out like that, Dan? God! <laughs> Here's my camera in your camera. Can everyone see my phone taking pictures of me? Thank you all. DK Metcalf is going to take a lot of pictures of himself in the end zone this week, though. I can tell you that much right now. That's why I love him at $8,600. And then I went with a guy that I think you're going to love, Chris. I went with Colin Johnson in my flex at $5,100. He's been getting targeted. Even with all the receivers back healthy last week, Colin Johnson played just as much as the other perimeter wide receivers did. He got targeted just as much as everybody else, except for DJ Chark. And he scored touchdowns. Colin Johnson's a starting wide receiver. It's DJ Chark. It's Colin Johnson. It's LaVisca Chenault. It's no longer Keelan Cole. It's no longer Chris Conley. You're going up in a matchup against the Tennessee Titans, which are horrible. And I think this game actually could be high scoring at the end of the day, because Mike Lennon, while he's terrible, is not afraid to throw the ball down the field. So, I like this a lot at $5,100. Colin Johnson, I'm calling my shot as a sleeper on this one. On the defensive side, I went to Carolina Panthers, $3,400. Drew Locke, the one thing I can count on Drew Locke to do is to throw interceptions. I'm banking on that when it comes to the Carolina Panthers defense. So that's why I like to have them as a contrarian play there. Chaz, as your first experience going through the FanDuel lineups with us, what are your first thoughts there? Yeah, I, about half of the names, about half of the names I knew. <laughs> However, I think that's the funny part about the difference between fantasy and sports betting. With fantasy, you're going to pay attention to six games. You guys are paying attention to six games that you mentioned that I put an X through. And if it was the only game on TV, not only wouldn't I watch it, I'd put on Christmas movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I heard I heard early I heard early some Seattle talk out of Chris. Uh, you, you too, Dan. I heard some some Green Bay talk as well. And you know what? I would imagine, yeah, if I was looking for a guy to have a big day going against the Jets, but I told every but remember, here's what happened last weekend, Chris, while you were gone. I'll give you the quick update. In the blackout contest, I was eleven and two. In the prop meet contest, I was nine and one. On my Thursday show, they were 4-0. And then Saturday night, his two locks and his two upsets all won. Dan was 4-0. It was an incredible, incredible Vegas trip. I cashed so many tickets, hence the issue with drink. <laughs> so it was so it, it was really pretty it, it, it was drinking. pretty cool to hear some of the guys you're you're hoping have a good day be on the teams that I got circled. Now I haven't made my bets yet. Really? I, I, 
The last month kicked my butt. November kicked my butt. The pandemic, I've been handling okay. But the Breeders' Cup, my birthday, Thanksgiving, Vegas, bada boom, bada bing. I mean, like within five weeks, I had 19 things to do. So I, I'm a little behind this week in getting my picks. But I got some circles, and it was nice hearing the, the names that of the players I knew on the teams that I have circled that you got. So that's good. So you had, so you had the Seattle game circled. You had the Green Bay game circled. How about well, yeah, you, you know, you mentioned games. like you mentioned the Tennessee games. Jacksonville game. I'm golly gee, there's not enough fantasy dollars in the world for me to be paying attention to the Tennessee Jacksonville game or the Houston Chicago <laughs> game. As a matter of fact, I, I like the Giants and then all those other early games. Just put an X. I kept going like this X, 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 which isn't that a bad thing? Because as you guys know, when you're when you're betting, the less games you like, the more money you can bet and still keep in your budget. No, yeah, absolutely. And you don't want to bet on games if you feel like they could go either direction. You don't want to bet on games you don't have a good feeling about. So, yes, I understand completely. I do the same exact thing where I go through certain games where I'm just, I'm not going to touch it from a betting perspective. But the two early games that I am touching, that I am locking, is Dallas minus three and Kansas City minus seven. I don't see how, even though Dallas has been matting this entire year, I do not see how this team does not beat the Cincinnati Bengals in the state that they're in right now. I just don't see how they don't do it. I don't see how they don't beat them by more than three points. I you feel know, good about that. Because I know bet. that, Chris, that's your defense, right? Did you say that? Yeah, well, I mean, golly, when you look at, when you look at Cincinnati since Burrow went down, they can't score. Now, Dallas has got, remember, Dallas was on TV, 32-32-32. Wasn't that them? They had, like, the 32 worst at oh, yeah. run, 32 worst against the pass. There's only, I said, Vicky, there's only 32 teams. I don't know why they just didn't put yeah. last. <laughs> they make 32, 32nd doesn't sound as bad. Hey, we're 30, like some contests, you're 32nd. You're pretty in good shape, you know? <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I, I would say that um, it's going to be really, really tough for Cincinnati to score enough points to win that game. No, just with the offensive line, the woes that they had and Brandon Allen being the quarterback and being very underwhelming. You have T Higgins who has a hamstring issue. So their offense is already going as hindered, which has already been a terrible offense since Joe Burrow has gone down. And then not to mention on the other side, Dallas's offense played well against the Baltimore Ravens. They really did. And I, had their defense been able to do anything to stop the run, I think that game actually would have been a lot closer than perhaps it should have been. I just don't see how they don't take care of business against Cincinnati this week. And then Kansas City, I'm sorry, I love to attack Lavoa, and maybe he'll be better next year. Maybe he'll be more aggressive next year. But while he's been playing, he's nothing more than a game manager. You can't be a game manager and expect to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. I expect them to light them on fire. I know the Dolphins team has been good. Their defense does not match up. Since Kansas City offense, especially 100% healthy now this week. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is back healthy. Tyreek Hill had his illness early on the week, but he's been back healthy and practicing uh, all throughout the week since Thursday. I just don't see how they don't cover minus seven there, too. Well, the Chiefs are a touchdown machine, but in Vegas, for me, they were a field goal machine. And so you got to think they'll go back to being a touchdown machine. Now, Miami is – those are there's three good games I looked at. Miami, Pittsburgh's a good game. And the Baltimore Cleveland Cleveland. I mean, the numbers nine and three next to the name Cleveland Browns. I don't know if you guys were alive the last time that happened. <laughs> I, I, can, I can remember the, the Kelly Holcomb 
And who was the other? There was two quarterbacks that kept going back and forth. That was that was mid two thousands when they had Braylon Edwards on that team. They were decent that year, but that's the last time they were decent. Even then, they got bounced in the first round of the playoffs. So, Nine and yeah, three is a very, very good record to have. In the it's NFL. been a long I'll time, and they're going to be in the playoffs, and, and they're going to be they're built for the playoffs too because it's a team that can run and play defense. So they're going to actually be an interesting powerhouse there uh, heading into the postseason. My upset pick of the week is the Chargers. They're actually underdogs against the Atlanta Falcons, and I'm surprised this line hadn't changed more. There, it's it's only a point difference. So it's basically a pick them game, but technically speaking, they are underdogs at home against a Falcons team that doesn't have Julio Jones this week. That has a banged up Todd Gurley this week. We know Matt Ryan and this offense doesn't function the same when Julio Jones is not in the game and the Chargers are going to bounce back. They are not as bad as what happened against the Patriots last week. Everyone needs to stop overreacting to that aspect of it. I'm taking them at the money line at plus one Oh five. I'm feeling great about that. Oh, that was ugly. That game was ugly. It was. That was uh, I because we were there with a charger. We were in, in one of the guys we were with the, at the Westgate is the charger guy. <laughs> it just kept getting uglier and uglier. And then that black punt. And that was about it. After that, I think he just kind of he moved on to the later game. Yeah, just mail, just mail it in at that point. Chris, what are your lock picks of the week? So my two lock picks of the week are going to be the Titans over the Jags and the Kansas City Chiefs over the Dolphins. Um, honorable mention to the Seahawks over the Jets, obviously. <laughs> of course. And then uh, two upsets if I want to do those real quick. Yeah, we're kind of short on time. No, go be, for it. You good? I'm, I'm going to take the Bills over the Steelers, who Ooh. only two points as of right now. So I'm going to take the Bills over the Steelers. Steelers go then, from undefeated to two losses in a row, according to Chris Pinto. I'm sa- Hey, if y'all have watched us on Belly Up Fantasy Live, Billy Witt called it the week it happened or the week prior to it happening, the jets, I'm sorry, the Steelers would be 11 and one to the Washington Redskins. He was very animate about it and preached it. So now on this show, I'm going to say that the bills are going to beat the Steelers and they'll be 11 and two bills. Let's go bills. Mafia. Let's jump off of a roof onto a table, right? Then I'm going to take the Colts over the Raiders in this, uh, in this matchup. Yeah, that was another game I did have my eyes on as well. It, that line being much closer. I know now. I know because it's in Las Vegas that had a lot to do with it. But the Colts are really a superior team heading into this week, especially some of the injury roads the Raiders are dealing with right now. Chaz, what do you think about his picks there? Yeah, no, I, I like him. You know the one thing though, Dan. Last week with the you know you almost nailed the Jets Giants money line, and that's yeah. normally the only parlay people are going to bet that parlay are new yorkers you know uh, <laughs> you you were really good to, do you think that as poorly as seattle's seattle's played poorly i mean he went we talked about it on my show he went from mvp to lvp in about three and a half weeks yeah. but what about the jets in that 14 points i mean do, do you think that after that they played well against the raiders do you think that they could keep it going they, they could actually, I checked on that game too. That line just moved to 15 actually. Um, yeah. So here's, here's my thing. You, there's usually in my mind, there's signs from certain teams when they look to get back on track. And this is a situation because the Jets just fired Greg Williams and they're just plummeting further down. Seattle has a great opportunity here because the best thing you can do to move the, get, move the ball in the Jets is to throw the football. It's not running the football, it's throwing the football. This is a prime opportunity 
to get Russell Wilson back on track, to get the receivers back on track, because they know, especially with the Rams on their winning streak, if they don't get what got them to this point going again before they hit the playoff stride here, they're not going to win that division. And because the NFC West and the NFC in general is so competitive, they're not a lock for a playoff spot right now anymore with the way they've been playing lately as well. So I look at this game as an opportunity for them to get right. And because the Jets don't have James Crowder, they don't have Denzel Mims, I don't expect Frank Gore to be able to do anything. You're literally leaning on Sam Darnold and Brashad Perryman as your only offensive weapons going up against a team that has a defense that's playing much better. While the offense has teetered off, the defense has been playing markedly better over the past three weeks. I don't know if I'm betting Seattle minus 15, but I'm not going to touch it on the Jets side either. Well, let me tell you, they, that had to be a tough, tough loss, right? For the, It had to be. Yeah. But I was in Las Vegas when it happened. And the, the, the roar, the roar, there was no other way to describe it. The roar of the sports book was, was, was something I missed. It, it, I, I got teary-eyed because that's what <laughs> sports books are all about. You don't get that at home. You don't no. get the roar of the crowd around you at home when you're watching in a pandemic. No, and I, I'm sure that that peeled over all the sports books on that game. I know I won a ton of money on that game because I bet the Giants to cover at the very least. Won a lot of money, as you pointed out. I won a lot of money last week in general going 4-0 there. That's going to do it for the show, guys. I know we had to cram in a lot of content a little bit quicker. Hopefully next week we won't have as many issues and we'll get you the full hour show. But Mr. Chaz Filardi of... Sports Betting Weekly, Second Half Chase, Worldwide Sports Radio Network on Thursdays. Chaz, talk about championshipfootballs.com because I need you to talk about that every single week so people know what they're going to try to win when they play the DC's DFS Challenge Tournament. Well, you know, it's an exciting time of year for us because we're finishing up the old inventory from last year. So finishing up selling the, the LSU balls, the Kansas City balls, and, and getting excited because we'll know here. We'll know real soon who the four teams are. And then the and then the Super Bowl comes. So it really is for us. Christmas comes a little later in the year. It comes after the national championship and then after the AFC NFC weekend when we go to Vegas again. Uh, But they are their full size souvenir football, the coolest present. They will open that day and it is guaranteed. Absolutely. One hundred percent. And Chris, tell everybody where to follow you at and talk about the belly up fantasy live show on Wednesday nights. Yeah, you can always follow me on Twitter at Aggie Kappasig. Um, and then you can always check us out on Wednesday nights at 8.30 uh, Eastern. There we go, 7.30 Central uh, on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, we do a whole preview of the entire week. It's myself, Billy, Witt, Ryan Hicks, and Tom, uh, all from Belly Up Fantasy. Um, we break it down. It's pretty fun. We uh, we get drunk. It's it's a good time. I, I have I have checked you out, and and – they they laugh they laugh a lot on that show they really do no they do we got I got a bunch of chuckleheads over there for sure I always have to deal with them in the Slack channel all five of them all hundred of them at the same time you can always check me out at Belly Up MDFF Show on social media whether it's Facebook or Twitter it does not matter our show is four days a week but more importantly live from 12 to 1 30 on Thursdays and Fridays on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network at WWSRN for your iOS, Worldwide Sports Radio Network for your Android apps. You can always check us out afterwards too on your favorite streaming app, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you go, the show is widely available to you. This show is also available to you on all those same platforms. Keep checking us out. We've been cashing you guys out, I think almost every single week. I believe we've only had, what, one bad week so far this season, Chaz, as far as 
as I can remember. And even DFS wise, we've been pretty solid on the mark as well. So we're working hard to try to win you guys some money. So make sure you tune back in next week for week 15 at 930 on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We'll see you guys all real soon. Everybody take care, stay safe. And Chaz, as you always say. Yeah, you got to always be cashing, guys. Take care, everybody.